Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to A Shared Universe. We are proud to present. Proud, I tell you. Um, Golden with Ava Gabrielle. That's right. Wow. <sighs> That's right. Welcome to Gold. I have had one exciting couple of weeks and I've just been ex anxious to get back to New Jersey. We've been hanging out at a shared you. universe with you guys. Yeah. And I just have been trying to work it out in life. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's what life is about. But you you put up a another show. I did. Of gold. I did. And I, I called it golden. I meant to say gold. <laughs> this okay. is gold. Gold. Gold, baby. Gold. gold. Remember the 50th anniversary, the 50th year? Yes, but I also, that's the golden anniversary. So golden. it's it's yeah. confusing for right. me. It's gold. I know. It's gold. Right. You know what? We're going to chop this off right I here. I felt like, the, you know. There, this, no, we're going to chop, chop this off. I'm okay. going to redo this. Okay. All right. Christian, right here. That's That's done. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to A Shared Universe, where we're proud to present Gold with Ava Gabrielle. Thank you. Thank yes. you. No, but but on a, the reason why, I, I like to reiterate the reason why I came up with Gold. Well, first of all, I thought about Golden, right? Because Golden has a kind of an artistic air to it, right? It does, but and, it's also got and, that really cool, like, Golden Girls, like, right. B. Arthur kind of thing exactly. going. Rue, Rue McClanahan. And that's why I didn't do it. I got you. Well, I don't blame you. As much as I love the Golden Girls, I'm not ready to be golden yet. No, you're, well, you are golden. I mean, <laughs> right. you you come in here, you're golden, girl. Right. right. Oh, see what I did there? Absolutely. See what I did there? Yeah. No, pun intended. It's actually very much intended. Right. So I decided that gold had a little bit more current flair to it, kind of short and edgy. You still get the point, right? Absolutely. Of golden, but not necessarily ready to be golden. Just right now, I'm just ready to be gold. Yeah, I got you. Can I tell you one thing? And mm -hmm. this this is something, I'm I'm 51. Yeah. I'm an old man. Yeah, At no. At least a guy. According to my kids, yeah, I'm an no. old man. Well, my, my kids too, but I'll be 51 in June. <laughs> well, can, happy and birthday. I'm not ready to say I'm old yet. I'm just no. gold, not old. Yeah, right? you know what? And here's the thing. I'm I'm looking at all the stuff that I've done in the past five, ten years. Right. And <laughs> it, it has, at my first 40 years, nothing, nothing on the last, you know, 10. 10, yeah. 10, 11 yeah. years. It has nothing. I mean, I'm getting, yeah. I'm not getting old, I'm getting better. Better. I've spent... I think I spend, maybe it's something that happens when you get to this age, because I do, I spend a lot of time looking around at folks who seem to be getting their second wind or their first wind at this age, and I appreciate it. You know, I that is one of the things that I do enjoy, watching my peers still flourishing and doing well and Absolutely. doing exciting things that's what do you watch will smith's bucket list on instagram i don't but uh maybe i will you know he, what i actually like will smith he turned 50 last year and talk about making me feel old that's he's, right. 50. he's 50 he was the fresh prince for <laughs> the god's fresh sake is now the king yeah of course and he's 50 and for his birthday, he jumped out of a plane and skydived. Did, did he have a parachute on? He did have a parachute Seriously, on. Seriously, I can see if there's anyone on the face of the planet who could yeah. survive not having a parachute and jumping out of a plane, right. it'd probably it probably be, be Will, Will Smith. Smith yeah. Right? But he did that. And then since then, I guess it kind of, he caught the bug. And so since then, he's doing his Will Smith's bucket list. And he does the puts the films on Instagram of the different things that he's doing. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you he's doing none of the things that he's doing, will I ever try? Like I don't. But I like he literally does something. To, looks like people say he's trying to kill himself every other week. He posts something on Instagram that you know that there should be a caption that says, "Don't try this at home." <laughs> right. <laughs> I got you. There was somebody gave me for my fiftieth birthday a journal that says, "Do something every day that scares you." Yeah, he's doing that. And yeah, jumping out of a plane. I'm I'm not a big heights guy. 
Yeah. 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 That's, it's not so much the falling as the landing right. that I have a problem with. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm, I love to see some of these things. I can't think of all of them now, but he's done some really wild stuff since he started this bucket list thing. As and long as one really of them isn't fun. like meth. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, no. Like, you know what I figured? Uh, no. 50, I might as well try meth. Yeah. No, don't do it. Kids Look, at home, don't do that. For me to do some of the things that he's doing, I'd have to be on meth. Like, <laughs> Jumping out of that plane. Yeah, no way. It, it's called, uh, they call it a much watch series. That's what it's being a called. A must watch? A nice. must watch okay. series. Because he's doing some of everything Variety's done articles about it I'm looking at the Variety article I just want to name some of the things that he's done on this but he swam with the sharks see now that I can deal with really? I, I would not have a problem swimming with sharks because I'm I'm an animal guy really I love I love animals I've, I've uh, I actually swam with um, manatees yeah. They are, well, that but but well, no, they they can kill you. Manate, a manatee could kill you in a second. Yeah, because only, isn't that what killed the the or what was it? Was that a stingray? That was a stingray. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the manatees yeah. are the they're the the yeah. sea cows. Yeah, they're yeah, what people. Yeah, people. But they're very strong. They're incredibly strong. Yeah, they, and they will knock you because if right. if you're you know you're swimming with them and you get aggressive. Right. I've and I've I saw this happen. They like smack you with their their tails and right. you know knock, you, knock away. you out cold. it's like get right. out of here right right one guy was like hey i'm going to he's like smacking it on the head i'm like are you an idiot cuz yeah. and then i'm like you know what let me let me walk that question back why are you an idiot why are That's, you yeah an idiot? why are yeah. you an idiot i would have to say that i i can't i can't imagine myself doing any of those things well, <laughs> i'm not i li- and i told you before i live on the water and right. i never go to the water okay yeah you know what it's really never. weird isn't it because mm-hmm. i am literally five blocks from the beach i could mm-hmm. walk to the beach from my house mm-hmm. and we i try to hit the you know like you said life intrudes right i try to get to the beach with my family like five times out of the summer really and i'm lucky if i can do that right right so. yeah i I don't. I don't make it out. Th- I don't make it to the backyard. <laughs> okay. well, you're, you're, I got to do better, but I. I really don't. I don't. Ava, you're a busy backyard. lady. That's. Hey. Yesterday at it was in my office, and one of the guys said that he w- that he often envies people's lives and all the things that they're doing. But he told me he would never want to trade places with me. I didn't know how to feel. <laughs> no, I can get that. Because you're you're doing stuff and you're you are busy. I'm always gone and I'm always moving. He's like, yeah, I don't think I want to trade places with you. That's like, well, thanks. I well, don't know. that's good. You don't have somebody gunning for you. Yeah, no, um, absolutely not. One less guy gunning right. for you. Yeah, you know, he doesn't want to trade places. And I often don't want to trade places. Like for me, 2019 is becoming the year of focusing and. Getting rid of the things that are overwhelming to me. Okay. That's a good deal. Yeah. Like if it's not something that's absolutely important to me and vital to whatever I envision for life, then I'm just not interested. I can't. And that's kind of where I find myself. And I'm still overwhelmed. (laughs) I got you. I'm still overwhelmed. Now this probably tells a little bit too much about myself. Uh, When we're at work. Um, we we listen to music, but we've been on a game show jag. Mm-hmm. So instead of putting on music, we put on buzzer the the game show network. Yeah, yeah. So for like seven or eight hours every day, I have these old um, game shows on, like right. Match Game, which I love. I right. absolutely adore Match right. Game. But it's the commercials that freak me out even more because <laughs> you've got all these people who are you know they've got. Uh, old people's commercials on, mm-hmm. like Dr. Ho's uh, <laughs> belt, right? And it's just the Geritol, and the, all yeah, that. and then right. and then they've got the the grand pad for your <laughs> your elderly parents who all right. oh, this technology I can't figure it out. Right. Now, and this is it's oversized buttons that they push, <laughs> and so I'm like, oh my god, these are all horrible. But there was one that. It's a lady who says, you know what? I'm getting older, but here's my thing. I know what I like. Right. 
So we're at that age where we know what we like and we know what we want to do. Absolutely. And we, we know where our focus should be. That's it. So that's I think it. that's – and that comes maturity and a certain amount of wisdom. For me, I mean, Will Smith, jump, Will Smith jumping out of a an airplane is not terribly wise, <laughs> but – I'm not in a position to judge him. There's a video of his son walking up to him and saying, so just for the record, we know that you keep doing stuff to try to, looks like you're trying to kill yourself, right? <laughs> just so you know, you're doing some dangerous stuff out here. Oh, yeah. And we're going on record to let you know that we're watching, right? Okay. Well, I could I could appreciate that, right? Because I could hear my kids going, uh, yeah, no, that, no. Well, somebody should have gone up to Jaden Smith and said the same thing about the Karate Kid that he was throwing. (laughs) You know what? Maybe not. But then they convinced their mom to do it. So Jada did it about two weeks ago. Wow. She jumped out of a plane, too. Jumped out of a plane, too. That's insane. I mean, that's like, all right, listen, you know. If if the shoot doesn't open for dad, right, we get his multi million dollar right. estate. Right, let's see if we can get mom up there too, right. so she she won't mess with with what right. we want to do. That's right. That's oh. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some yeah. might think that the children have a plan, <laughs> and she's not. She's no slouch. I think she's worth a pretty good penny herself. That's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. <laughs> She certainly is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just Gotham was, mm-hmm. she was great in Gotham. Mm-hmm. I actually have, it's not here, it's actually in storage, mm-hmm. but I've got a table tent from um, her nightclub from the set of Gotham. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. How'd you get that? Uh, I People people like us. People I don't, like you. People like me. I don't I know see, why. So is, that, is there a story behind like There's a everything? story behind Like that everything. wig. That is that's actually a podcast story. That's from the Mullet Cast and one of your fellow podcasters here uh-huh. at a shared universe studios. Where's that during his podcast? He wears the mullet cast. Yeah, he wears the mullet on the mullet cast. And he makes other people wear the mullet too. When they come in, they if if you're a special guest, you get to wear the mullet. What? How awesome what? is that? That is awesome. What's the show about? Anything you want it to be. Really? That's, yeah. And that's what podcasting is. It's right. anything you want it to be. So I had thought that I might, I was thinking at one point that I might do like a Facebook Live doing one of my shows here. Sure. Oh, that we can make that happen. Yeah, I know. And I've just been trying to decide. I've been debating like, is this something that I want the rest of the world to watch me do? One day I'm going to do it though. Like when I'm really, really prepared okay. <laughs> and I come here and my eyebrows are done like, you look fantastic I'm telling yeah. you I mean I go on my eyebrows are definitely not done there <laughs> I've got uh, oh my god I've got the Saul Rubinowitz uh, eyebrows going <laughs> anyone who watches Warehouse 13 knows who Saul Rubinowitz is <laughs> Yeah. He's got those really big caterpillar eyebrows. So mm-hmm. and me too. Right. So no, you look fantastic. And uh yeah, we can make a Facebook live happen anytime you want. I've been thinking about doing it. I'm and it's about. the one nice thing about that is that you Is that get, what he does with that? Of he, course. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh you get uh immediate gratification from people who are watching, especially if we put it on either Ming's, mine or uh Shared Universe right. Facebook page. Yeah. Then we share it out to your Facebook page. We we have like a couple of watch parties going on. We get about you know two or three hundred people watching live. Really? And boom! Yeah. We're gonna do it. And then uh, it it flips and you know it lives on in perpetuity. So you get like two three thousand people watching you. I'm gonna do it. I've been thinking. I every time I I, I reserve my day, I click it and then I unclick it right at the last minute. <laughs> Next time. Don't unclick no, it. No, don't unclick yeah. it. I do. I click it, and I go, yeah, no, I don't I don't know. Who wants to see me sitting that, at that uh, table? You'd be surprised. Really? Oh, yeah. I am the worst at self-promotion. I always have been. I've got to do learn how to do better at that. As I'm not terribly good at it either. I'm, I'm yeah. very self-deprecating because yeah. I, it's comes from being the youngest of six boys. Right. And, yeah. I'm just not comfortable with it. I know people, and, and I am, this is, okay, so little known fact about me. I, I'm not really good at self-promotion, and I get really annoyed at people who are. <laughs> yeah, isn't that amazing? You're like, that's, and like Will Smith, you're like, oh, that SOB right. stole my idea. Not <laughs> no, really, but not I was really. thinking about it. That's right, and I wasn't doing it, so, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I have, a, I have, there's a friend of mine, and I mean, she's phenomenal, She's phenomenal, but 
she is really good at self-promotion and I sometimes I just go on my like I'm on my Instagram or my Facebook page and I'll see her and I'm like oh gosh there she is again with another selfie right of course <laughs> take a look at Ming right. oh my god Ming Chen and if, if you want to you can follow him on Facebook uh, Facebook um yeah, Twitter I do. And, I follow him uh, on all of these things. And on Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. And he's got so many pictures. of. He's just Himself. taking pictures. He's like, here you go. Here you go. Here's here you go. Here's me in the car. Right. Here's me in the building. Here's me over here. Here's me sitting there. I, I'm He's not fearless. That <laughs> he's fearless. And whenever you take a picture and you put it on Twitter, mm-hmm. or Insta- and I'm, I'm that Twitter guy who I've got like 2,000 tweets and I've been on for like 12 years right. you know it's like all right, right. i've got I, yeah. I do a tweet every two or three days right i'm i should be much much better right no i do talk on my i just not good at the picture part the pictures yeah that's the thing that kills me especially yeah. since my phone is loaded with pictures right yeah i and just don't post a lot of them me but neither. i have them yeah. We were we actually in the the past since we've seen you last. Wow! Yeah, you, I want to hear what you guys have been doing. Oh, okay. Well, uh, this is yours though. I know. I want to hear though. Okay, here we go. Yeah. We we drove down to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. It's a twenty hour drive. We we would fly, but um, we decided to drive to New Orleans. Uh, decide? No, not really. So the comic book men were invited by Kevin Smith to okay. come down and be um, do a cameo in his movie. Oh, which we what's the movie? Uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Wow. Yeah. So he was filming down in New Orleans, and we went down there, and just the driving was amazing. We we had such it was weird but fun. <laughs> weird. Yeah. Well, uh, one of one of the comic book men does not fly. Walt Flanagan does oh, not fly. Gotcha. And so he was gonna drive down with Brian. Brian Johnson, um, the bearded guy on Comic Book Man, mm-hmm. and the the you know big jerk uh, who makes fun of Bing and me. So, <laughs> and I, I love Brian; he's great. So we're we're driving down, and we were gonna stop on the way and do weird stuff, and we did, you know, roadside attractions, do stuff that you know interest us. Right. I saw you in some restaurant. Um, Shoney's? On Ming's Instagram. There yeah, that was, was Shoney's. You were in a Shoney's because you couldn't get into. Some other restaurant that you were... The- oh, no, no. That was Red Robin. Okay. We were at Red Robin because we couldn't get into either Texas Roadhouse right, or Outback right, Steakhouse. Right. Yeah, there was like an hour wait because we right. were just like, So you ended up weird. in Red Robin. So we're in Red Robin. Was this part of the trip? Was that something? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's a, we were driving down. It was so like, I, had, I did see some of it then. That was, our first, um, that was our first dinner. So we stopped and we're like, this is cool. And... Um, a guy came up to us like, I'm a huge fan. What the hell are you doing down here in, you know, in Just Arkansas or in wherever Arkansas. we were? I, f- I completely – I was driving too. This is horrible. I was driving right. and I forget you where we were. You were. Yeah. we're in Georgia or Tennessee or someplace. Georgia, Tennessee or Arkansas. Or Arkansas. <laughs> we were – yeah, we were down there. All the um, same. Yeah, we were, uh, for me right then, it, it was all the same. Okay. So we um, – and we're, we were looking for places. A lot of the, the roadside attractions were closed for the season. I'm like, yeah. this is nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll open up in about a month. I know. Yeah. We, won't, we weren't allowed to go see Foamhenge. I was like, Stonehenge, what? but oh. made out of foam rubber. I'm like, this is, we've got to go here. And I'm like, I'm sorry, you can't. I'm like, oh. Foam, where is that? Georgia, That's, Tennessee, or Arkansas? That would have been in... Actually, I think that was West Virginia. Really? Yeah. West Virginia. Sounds about right. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, that that would have been cool. <laughs> so we drove down and we we drove down and we drove down. We stopped at a couple places. We stopped at a uh, really large. What month was that that you went? Did you go in February or March? Was Mardi uh, Gras was going March, on? It was uh, March 16th. Oh, okay. So it was we after got, Mardi Gras. We got in the 17th and we were there for, we were in mm-hmm. on Bourbon Street for mm-hmm. the, um, St. Patty's Day Parade. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. St. Patty's Day. Oh, my God, fun. it was insane. Yeah. <laughs> That's and a lot uh, of fun. we met up with Brian Quinn from Impractical Jokers, mm-hmm, Q. From, mm-hmm. And um, we were up, he got us our own balcony. 
Oh, wow. It was great. So we, you threw beads? We were chucking beads. People weren't even like asking for were it. They were they doing the shirts up on you and no, all that? No, no, I saw, no. saw no, no boobies. No um, I didn't see any boobies. Um, but I'm just chucking them out and people well, aren't you even... would be the only one because that's part of the experience. Right? I, well, I was willing to show mine. So I'm like, hey, anybody? I've never done it, but I've been surrounded by people who of are. course yeah. yes so uh <laughs> that was so much fun and then we the next day was all um on set wow so we were on set for pretty much the whole day until you about, guys i'm sure you could have made a movie out of this just the trip down we did we we made a couple of um movies we <laughs> we started calling ourselves the suburban urban explorers so uh and we were telling people, you know, like asking questions. I scared a lot of kids. Well, like 16-year-olds. I'm like, hey, do you know? And they're like, wah. And they like start running the other way. I'm like, oh, my God. This is what? Why? We had this. We were in a white van. Oh, so gosh. Might have, might have done something. It didn't I even occur know. to me. I'm like, wait What's a minute. What's happening I mean, right now? As soon as I got back and the next day, I'm like, you know what? That kid might have run the other way because of the big van. The we big, were yeah. You don't just randomly drive big white vans through no. anybody's yeah, neighborhood these yeah. days. No, yeah. so not we were, so much. We were looking for some abandoned um, mental institutes. Yeah, psychiatric hospitals that have been abandoned. They're always spooky. We found one. Did you? We did. Did you go in? We tried. Actually, I found an open window. No. Uh huh. And I, attempted to go in. I tried. We tried to talk Ming into going in, but he's like, "There was, there's a camera right there." I'm like, "Who's watching? <laughs> Who in the name of God is sitting job behind a bank? Of, yeah, that's that's my job. It's like no <laughs> to watch the cameras on the abandoned mental institution. Yeah, rant, 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 rant. It's like, oh my God, we've got one in sector twelve. No, it's not going to happen, Ming. Get in there, unlock the door. We'll walk, wander around. Wow. But he didn't go for it, and I mean, it's yeah. not like we couldn't have fit through the window either. Yeah. I could have, but right. I was like, nah. No, let the short guy go. <laughs> yeah, through. let let the let the, the little, little guy, guy go. Yeah, through. he was like, yeah, I'm not. He's doing like, it. I'm not doing this. He got yeah. it halfway in. Right. And what like, I should have done was like you know, pushed him through. Put, no, well, push the uh, the window down on him and be yeah. like, if you don't go all the way through, you're there ain't not no get, getting out. Well, half of you's going through. Right. Half of you's gonna be in there. <laughs> but no, that was actually and. That was on our way back. Wow. Yeah. So you, this was the middle of March. So you guys, this is just two weeks ago. It's just two weeks ago, yeah. You guys had a ball. We did. And we also went to Six Flags over New Orleans. Oh, okay. I didn't even know they had one in New There's Orleans. There's a Six Flags over New Orleans. It's been abandoned since 2005, since Katrina. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah. Wow. But wow. we went up and you've got these roller coasters that are falling down. and you So know, they the, never rebuilt it. They never rebuilt because it wasn't cost effective. Wow. So this abandoned thing is like sitting Just there. Just a big spooky abandoned amusement Waiting park. for Exactly. This is, I'm, we pulled up in a van. We should have put mystery machine on the side. Wow. I, I, I would have worn an ascot. It would have been and great. And Scooby. Well, we would have made Ming Scooby. <laughs> so, but we're there and there's a rent-a-cop and he comes up. He's like can't take pictures i'm like this is america we can do whatever we want don't tell me we can't take pictures 72 year old guy who's and like, i mean what different oh because six flags doesn't want the, the it's actually owned by the uh city of new orleans now or the board of tourism or something right they, they own it and uh they're like it's simpler to hire this guy to to do you know wow chasing people off than it is to i don't know demolish it so yeah, none of really that would, makes sense to me. <laughs> me neither. I would fix it up. That's just me. I would figure out a way to get some people in there with some some do re mi and let's fix this up. And I guess I don't understand the idea of not being cost effective. To I mean, at least the infrastructure is there. Some of yeah. it, right? Or do understand. like haunted tours. That's what I would do. Yeah, haunted yeah, tours something. take people, and it takes away that whole. Um, like, let's go in there. Right. Because everyone, I don't care how old you are, even if you're 90, you you're still like, I want to go in there. Yeah. Because you're like, yeah. you know, 
there's razor wire over the top. I want right. to go in Absolutely. there. Absolutely. That's what razor wire is supposed exactly. to do. Exactly. Make elicit, you want to go inside. Exactly. Elicit that, uh, I want to get, get my butt in there and, and see if I can't break my ankle. But now I'm intrigued because now I want to go see. That's You see my face. I'm thinking. Yes. As many times as I've been to New Orleans. I, well, I'm trying to think. I haven't been to New Orleans in a lot of years. So I probably was there just before it was destroyed. But I'm. Maybe That's I had weird. forgotten that it was there because I don't recall ever going to New Orleans to an amusement park. Well, Maybe because we had a Six Flags over Georgia that I yeah. never really cared about. The okay. Well, it's also uh, not in the city proper, so you right. have to take a little ride out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I we were there six months before Katrina hit. Mm-hmm. At the park? No, we were at in, in New, Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, Nolans. Yeah, yeah we're well, you know, in Alabama, that's how we say it. Yeah. Right? No, I, you kidding? I say it, <laughs> Nolans. Nolans, yeah. I, I, when I went before I moved to Alabama, I was like everybody else in the northern part, northeastern part of the country. I said New Orleans. New Orleans, yes. Yeah, but no, uh, you you visited once, and you're a Nolans. Well, I lived in Alabama for almost twenty years, wow. and so in Alabama, it's New Orleans. And so over time, you're surrounded with people who say it that way enough, some things leave you. Yes. That was one, New Orleans. I don't, I, it doesn't, doesn't even sound familiar to me anymore. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> well, here in Jersey, it's mm-hmm. pork roll, mm-hmm. not Taylor Ham. Okay. The people who say Taylor Ham are from Philadelphia or New York. Right. It's pork, <laughs> pork roll. roll. Pork roll, egg mm-hmm. and cheese. That's, right. It's a delicacy. Wow. But if you're in New York, after a while, if you stay there and you never come back here, it would sound foreign to you after a while. I suppose. And that's how that's how certain words are for me. I know, like, in Alabama, I grew up in here in New York, Virginia, mm-hmm. where we say uh, a turkey stuffing at Thanksgiving every year. They don't say that in Alabama. So you live somewhere for almost 20 years. And the word stuffing now sounds a little strange to me because when I first moved there and I used to say, so where's the stuffing? Who made the stuffing or something like that? People go, what? What do you mean? What? What is stuffing? But it's called dressing down there. Uh, the dressing, yes, of course. And then yes. the Midwest, the soda and the pop. Right. If you want a soda, yes. it's a seltzer. It's salsa. Right. Seltzer. Down there, it's pop. It's pop. Now, that part never caught on for me. <laughs> yeah, I could never get that either. That one didn't catch I'd on. I'd never but like, the hey, dr- can I get you a pop? Yeah, no. That part I never got. It's like, no, my, yeah. my, my pop was a pain in the ass. Right, exactly. <laughs> I don't need another one. Just like growing up in Virginia, they don't say sneakers. In New York, we said sneakers for your shoes, you know. In Virginia, they say tennis, and I've never gotten. Tennies? Mm-hmm. You got your tennies on? Yeah, never got familiar with no, that one. That I, one never caught on for me either. <laughs> no. Hey, take off your tennies. It's like, yeah. no. I went to a neurologist years ago when I used to have really bad migraines, and he asked me did you we were in virginia and he said did you grow up here and i said yeah he's like you don't sound like and i said well kind of bounce back and forth and so he had students with him and he said to the students that were with him that most people by the time they are um eight years old have developed their accent and whatever dialect that they're going to that they're going to be more inclined to use as they get older. And that pretty much stays in place from then on. And if you grow up in a lot of different places, but like I did before you're eight, you probably won't ever have much of an accent at all. You'll have a combination of all of those things. And so you'll, it'll be hard to identify a person as, you know, like a Southerner or a Northerner or a person from the Midwest because your brain is kind of, putting all of those things together and coming up with your own unique form of speech. That is so cool. That's, yeah. Yes, I've, yeah. I've been told I don't have a Jersey accent. Mm-hmm. little nasal, perhaps, <laughs> but not really a Jersey accent because I I did, I grew up, grew up I, uh, I lived in New York for about three years mm-hmm. when I went to college mm-hmm. and I, I picked up a wicked New York accent. Mm-hmm. Wicked. Wicked New York. Oh my God. Well, Wicked is more Boston, but right. my yeah, New York accent say, it was really, really sharp. Oh. <laughs> no, it was sharp, I'm telling you. Um, and I had to consciously stop because we 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 tend to pick up mm-hmm. like auditory. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. tend to mimic people. 
my mother hated I was never really able to pick up a New York accent even though I grew up there most of my mm-hmm. life off and on because my mother hated New York accents so badly and she would say to me anytime a word came out of my mouth that sounded like that she would say stop it stop it right now cut it out don't you say that again and I mean literally she would threaten me with physical violence oh wow if I used words that came out like in not everyone does this but there are certain parts of the city where they say things like the words get cut off it's not like something it's more like something 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 oh yeah or something something yeah a little something or nothing and my mother would be like what <laughs> you will <laughs> my mother's a teacher right you will use the entire word something what is that something and nothing those are not words and then she would say when i was a little girl she would say my mother had a really deep voice and she'd say ava you are ruining the good king's english (laughs) oh wow yeah that's a that's a lot to be putting on a youngster i I didn't mean to yeah right i was like well what yeah so and which king got, are we talking about? Right. Who is the king and why is, does he own English? But yeah, it was it was one of those things where she just could not tolerate grammatically incorrect English and New York. She could tolerate now, she could tolerate it a little more with a southern twist, but not that northern thing. It no, was too much for her. Northerners are pains in the butt, that's yeah. why. And because mm-hmm. we we tend to own it. Yeah, it's like yeah, we're proud of this. Right, hey. right, oh, and, right. And she was like, and my, and being a Southerner, my mom felt as though um, a lot of people, particularly New Yorkers, she would say, "Dumbass New Yorkers." Mm-hmm. <laughs> that and she would not be wrong. Dumbass New Yorkers. My, <laughs> and that's what that was her line. <laughs> my wife's mother was a Southern uh, mm-hmm. young lady from West Virginia who mm-hmm. was unfortunately brought up and forced to make her her way in New Jersey <laughs> down in the southern end of the state where right. they're a little bit more like the the southern right. southern yes. people but still just had those Yankee thoughts. Right. <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. Great. Smart lady. Mm-hmm. But she would just sit at her kitchen table smoking um smoking viceroys and mm-hmm. drinking diet Pepsi. Yeah. So I was like she could not go. tolerate those exactly yeah that's how my mom was my mom's like a dumbass new i mean and because new yorkers are so like you said they own it they are they don't just you know new yorkers are not just wrong they are wrong and powerfully wrong right of course. <laughs> they are they are like they are like one they will they're never going to concede never going to change their mind and are always going to be super loud and you know really powerful with their ignorant opinions yes <laughs> not only that Ava they double down on it double down on As, especially it. Right. if you prove them wrong yeah. yeah then they dig their heels in and right. they're like you are but, so wrong you're right. a piece of crap and right. it's like oh my god yes and they get louder and louder and and, lou- and that drove more my mom's love right and my mom can tolerate that that drove her crazy <laughs> it's just dumbass new yorkers they know everything and they are the dumbest people they, i don't know, <laughs> so know she nothing. Hated <laughs> that's what she would say <laughs> these so, people absolutely understand nothing right. they know nothing they contribute nothing in her opinion yes. that's how she felt about new yorkers and being from the south and always having to defend her you know the fact that she was not the the idea in the north right if you're from the south you're not smart you're backwards you're stupid you don't know anything do you wear shoes do you have bathrooms do you have clothes to wear every day you know and you run into enough of that stuff and i think that's kind of what makes southerners really dislike northerners (laughs) yeah (laughs) there are a whole bunch of i was it's it's amazing when you're driving yeah and you're not playing the radio because we did not play the radio once (laughs) We were driving, and um, there were stretches where I just had to. I had my thoughts for company when I'm driving. I'm right, like, driving this thing, and right. We are. There are like 50 separate countries in this country. 
There are. Absolutely. There really are. Mm-hmm. Little, um, little fiefdoms mm-hmm. where you get people who, hey, forget about it. And right. then Jersey, you're like, eh, they're people are That's asinine. It. Mm-hmm. And then you go down to Virginia, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And those are two Even separate. Completely separate states. Oh, my God. They could not be more different. Inside Virginia, I mean, where I live on the Eastern Shore is still colonial Virginia. Like I told you that before, we are still sixteen seventy five, right? Except for the cars right. and the internet. Except gotcha. for the car, right? Yeah, and and we and and there they want to have, um, you know, American made cars. Like I probably have one of the fewer cars there that, and they'll they'll drive really nice cars, but they want Chevrolets and Fords, you know. Of course, even though Mercedes is made in America now, but. you know yeah yeah. so is bmw but anyway right but then northern virginia is very cosmopolitan very progressive um very different from where i live and so if you're in northern virginia for them it seems like where i live we run into the same kinds of attitudes about where we live on the eastern shore than what you'll find in Northern Virginia, because for them, it's, you know, we're just backwards. There's no hope for us. They're, you know, we're. Yeah, you know. you're the, uh, the sh- what do they call them, shirt tail cousins? Yes, we okay. are. <laughs> you're, we you're, are. Con- you're country mice. We are the country mice. Yeah. And we are colonial country mice. I mean, oh, dear that Lord. part is true. Like that part. But that's the cool part. I guess. I don't know. Like, so, for example, this morning I had a per- I had a little private rant because as I'm leaving the house this morning, I turn down through one of the back roads to get to the highway. And there's a sign, Sheriff so-and-so's work crew, right, to let you know that you're about to pull up on a and there are guys who are, you know, in course, incarcerated. I think the paper says that they are like 30 days or less in their time. And so they let them come mm-hmm. out once a week to clean up trash along the side of the roads. And that's fine. I mean, there's that's something to do. But the attitude about it is more is a little bit more than I can handle. You know, it's like, first of all, well, it, it annoyed me. A couple of things annoyed me about it. I drove by and there were, I think the the inference there that these are humans that are owned by this one particular man. That was a lot for me, right? Just to read it, Sheriff so-and-so's work crew. Right. We wouldn't think about it that way. Wow. But what does that mean? Right. <laughs> oh my God. That is very, right? that's very provincial. That's very. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's backward ass thinking yeah oh my god it's tone deaf at least right at a minimum given where you are it's tone deaf right exactly and given given the climate that we're in oh dear lord right sheriff so-and-so's work crew and then you pull up and there are 16 15 16 guys every single one of them african-american with the exception of one european guy was he french yeah. He was, he was wearing a beret and smoking a cigarette? <laughs> yeah, he was not. Uh-huh. <laughs> this place, it makes me sick. I wish that to may have made, But I'm driving through, and I said to my husband, I was like, so what's wrong with this picture, right? And it, I mean, it, it's, and I think I would not have been so sensitive to it if one of my classmates is a deputy sheriff. And he mentioned on his Facebook page that this thing was going to be happening, that they were going to, you know, that they mm-hmm. were doing street cleanup and they had gone through and cleaned up and people had littered again right behind it. And, you know, it's frustrating. I do. I, 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 I do a lot of neighborhood cleanups in my own neighborhood or the neighborhood where I grew up. And it is frustrating to see people go right back and litter again behind it. But uh, so in the comments, right? I could have gotten on board with his post, but in the comments, I start seeing all of these statements about trash being a cultural issue, right? (laughs) No. No, I've seen, no. 
I know a lot of white people that chuck stuff it's out. Cultural, it, literally, and he said it. The guy must have said it at least four or five times, and I, you know, at me if you want to, and I'm telling you what I mean. And you know, he kept getting people were ignoring him. I think, and because nobody, but nobody was challenging, but nobody was picking it up either, and. He just kept going on and on and repeating that comment until finally I was like, okay, I'd be remiss as a human being in the skin that I'm in if I don't at least say, cut it out. You know Shut what I mean? Shut the right. hell <laughs> right? up. Exactly. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. I, I couldn't. And so I just said, first of all, I happen to know that one of the, one of the first groups, early groups in the 90s that did – community-wide cleanups was an African-American-led organization called the Alliance Against Trash, right? And I knew this existed, and I knew that they did a really good job. They had been recognized by both members, by both governments in the area, and I'm thinking, why? You know, like, how has this become a cultural issue? Right? I, I didn't. I didn't know it was a black or white issue. This. I. I know a lot of. If. If I had to guess, right. I would have thought that. White people trash their their streets more well, than. Well, I mean, I you know I was trying and I didn't say it, but I felt like you know if you go into their neighborhoods, if you go near them, and I might, and I, I don't know if he was talking about Hispanic people, African American people, but cultural was enough to know make clear that he made, he was. He's then, a bigot. Yeah, <laughs> essentially he was what he is. really. And the thing is that there were people who were talking. Nobody was challenging him, but there were some people who were talking to him as though he wasn't saying all this other stuff that he was saying. And they ignored that part and would ju- but so they were like we're not going to talk about the thing that you're discussing, but we are going to acknowledge you in other th- ways. So, I don't know if that if I was to take that as though we're saying what we don't want to say, you know, but the more I watched it for like a couple hours, the more it pissed me off, right? Yeah, I don't right? blame you. I was, that's just <laughs> insane. So when I saw the sheriff so-and-so work crew, of course, that's what popped into my mind, particularly when I drove a little ways longer and saw the farther and saw the work crew. So now it was my turn to rant. (laughs) Good for you. You know what? It's my my children are in one of the most um, ethnically diverse Diverse. Mm -hmm. um, school systems in Monmouth County. And Monmouth County is it's it's pretty white. Right. Monmouth County is it's a really white county <laughs> in New Jersey. Right. And but we have one of the most um, diverse, diverse it's and it's great. My kids they don't necessarily I, I hope that they don't necessarily see color. They right. don't hear it in right. you know And I don't think there's anything wrong with seeing color. No, right? but reacting to color. How you I react think. to melanin is an issue, but not necessarily that you see it. I think that one of the things that makes this country when we are at our best is when we allow everyone to bring the best of who they are, all of who they are to the table. Not necessarily even the best cuz I kind of bristle against that whole thing of you know needing the respectability politics of needing to be the better of everyone else right forget that how about if we all just allow ourselves to bring all of who we are the perfect and the imperfect to the table and that way one person doesn't have to be a reflection of everyone exactly and so That's, I mean, because I have to live my life that way every day. Everyone does, right? But we feel a different responsibility to say, you know, somehow in our community, when you hear those things like, oh, she's really one of the good ones, or she's really one of the smart ones, or she's so articulate, or, you know, those kind of, you those are daily conversations that you run into. And so I'm kind of over respectability politics, right? I feel like I want to live my life as a good and decent human being and try to be kind to others, but I'm over being respectable. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm done with being, re- I really, I'm at the place where like I could give three shits about what someone thinks about me. It's more about living up to a standard for myself. 
Oh, yeah. And living and, up to a standard for your children. And my as well. children and my grandchildren. Yes. But screw anybody's opinion about it. I don't like, I do not wish to live by a standard or a code of respectability politics. I won't nor, do it. Nor should you have to, yeah. especially where you live. Right. Where it's, I mean, you're essentially just outside the swamp or right. what they, whatever, right. you know. Yeah, the and I won't. DT calls it. Yeah, I won't. And even, 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 you know, if I lived in the middle of the city, I think I'd feel the same. I'm at the age. That's part of being gold. You know, you're thinking the things that you learn. Part of of being gold for me is I just will not live by the standards of somebody else's respectability, identity. I and love I that. I just can't do I it. I think that that's. If more people thought that way, those, yeah. you know, worrisome lines that we, you know, impose upon ourselves, like right. white people, black people, right. Right. brown people, yellow people. And then people. you got to be the good one of them, I, right? Like, I don't want to be the good one of them. Right? <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I let me be the shittiest one of them. It's, How about that? <laughs> It's so right. funny you say that because um, my father, mm-hmm. uh, towards the end of his life, my father lived, he passed away like three or four years ago, mm-hmm. and he lived to, to 86, mm-hmm. a respectable age. Right. And he lived through the Depression, and he lived through, um, I mean, he was born in 1929, so yeah, he lived through the Depression. He he had to go, and if he wanted uh, walking around money, he had to go and get it himself, get it. Right. which right. is, you know... You don't see that kind of gumption these days. Right. And I give his generation, and there are fewer and fewer of them, mm-hmm. uh, I give them some latitude with their casual racism. Mm-hmm. I will shut them down <laughs> if it becomes overt racism, mm-hmm. but you know, it was a different time. Mm-hmm. I tried to um, – and, and let, me, let me ask you this, because yeah. uh, To Kill a Mockingbird just came on Broadway yeah. by uh, Aaron, Sork, uh, yeah, Aaron Sorkin, mm-hmm. and it stars Jeff, uh, is it Jeff Daniels? Yes, Jeff Daniels as Atticus Finch. Mm-hmm. Now, I one of my favorite books is yeah. To Kill a Mockingbird, yeah. and Catcher in the Rye, too. Weird <laughs> dichotomy right there. Right. But um, so I tried to, and we succeeded in... Um, playing the audiobook for my kids. Right. And I said, if I ever catch using this language, they're like, are you insane? Right, right, right. Do you think that we would? Because some right. of their best friends are black, Asians, right. Latinos. They're like, mm-hmm. that's just completely disrespectful. But right. our age, our mm-hmm. generation, we still tiptoe over that line, back mm-hmm. and forth. It's like mm-hmm. where I'm hoping that there is no... Mm-hmm. When I get older, there's no casual racism. Right. But that line always shifts mm-hmm. because what uh, – I mean, my father used to use the word oriental when he talked about uh, Asians. Right. Now we have to use Asians. And right. in 30 years, is Asian going to be the right. next word? Right. I right. don't know. See, and I think that's part of the evolution of understanding ethnicity in this country. And so, yeah, if that's – the, if those are the boundaries that we're talking about, I think they will shift. And I think that as we be- evolve, we should change. Like I have, I don't, if someone called me Negro today, right? <laughs> so wait, someone did? No, if oh, they okay. did, right? Say, if someone where? called me Negro today, um, I, would I find it offensive depending on the context yeah, con- of what there's you know how would i how would i respond i probably would educate them right uh-huh. on the evil but i'll also take the time to ev- um, to educate people on the way i feel about the black and that's not an offensive term but except to some my brother doesn't particularly like to be referred to as black he um says it doesn't identify it doesn't really correlate well with our ethnicity right because it's not black is not an ethnic you know category so black is not an ethnicity black is a color right okay yeah (laughs) right african-american with african-american for me was was is is better still not best because um, Africa is a continent, right? So you can't really then, that's also not an ethnicity. That's not like a national 
identity or national origin. So um, is it better, I suppose, if you are, um, you know, Nigerian or if you're South African or if you're Kenyan or if you're Zimbabwean, I don't know what they call themselves. Zimbabwean. Zimbabwean, yeah. Um, So, you know, if you, and then on the subtext of that, if you are from a specific specific tribe or group that you are from that you are aware of then you choose to be identified by by those things in Africa right and so for us to kind of just identify with an entire continent um yeah yeah is I don't know that it necessarily does it either and at the end of the day what it speaks to is the part that people don't want to deal with the real tragedy, the travesty, and the tragedy of what happened, right? Oh my, oh my God! Yes, right. <laughs> the fact that we still grapple with the reality of these of these so of of this you know identity thing is to say for those people who say um, get over it and and you know you've never been a slave. Yeah, and you like to count the 15 generations that you've been here and tell everybody that you're a daughter of the Revolutionary War and all of these other things, but um, I can't do that. And there's a reason why I can't do that. And so you can't hold on to the part that's important to you, but erase the part that should matter to me. Damn right? straight. Yeah. Those are, can't do that, right? And so if you're not going to forget about being a daughter of the American Revolution, right? And be a member of the, D, what is it? The DARR. D-A-R-R if yeah. you're going to want to be a member of the freaking DARR, then you can't tell me what part of my life I'm supposed to forget. Right? Yeah. Not only <laughs> right? that. Yeah. And they're so, those people, they've always annoyed me. Really? Oh my God. <laughs> um, I'm th- one, two. On my father's side, I'm Fourth generation mm-hmm. uh, American because I'm I'm half Czechoslovakian, half right. I, uh, yeah, half Irish, Irish, right? And I'm third generation on my mother's side. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I'm talking my my grandparents, right? You know, one more removed. Yes, so right. I'm, I'm like third generation and fourth generation. Wow, mm-hmm. two, three, fourth generation. So yeah, and right. it's just kind of insane because. Right. The, the Irish were treated. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no comparison, right? But but it wasn't great in but the it, beginning. They, <laughs> they weren't terribly welcome, yeah. right? Right. Um, and neither were any other European group exactly. other than the English who came after them for uh, two hundred years. Of course, right? the Irish they were. Um, the Italians tell a similar story. Exactly. My yeah. wife's father was uh, first generation, so my wife is second generation mm-hmm. uh, on her father's side. But on her mother's side, she could trace her lineage back to the doors Deep, of the yeah. room. Yeah. And yeah, very my, proud my of wa- it. My wife was not terribly proud of it. She's like, <laughs> no, on this side, because her father was the first Italian in America to get uh, a license to um, train horses. Because oh. you had to get a license back in the, the 30s <laughs> and 40s. Wow. So yeah, for him to, to actually be able to apply a trade, he had to go in front of a board and you know wow. make his mark and, mm-hmm. uh, and it's, do all the humiliating things that you know that, that you have to they do. made us do, they made right. them do back in right. the day. Right. And my Irish my my grandfather was a, a cop in in Philadelphia, right? Which is. <laughs> Aside from being a robber, there was, you know, not a, a big, uh, nobody wanted to be a cop. Right, right. You know, everybody right. wanted to be something other than a other cop. Other than and, a police yeah. officer. Yeah. And uh, he, he, he's like, I don't want to be a priest. So right. um, <laughs> Cop it is. Cop, cop it is. So, uh, yeah, he ended up, yeah. uh, you know, being a desk sergeant. But right. Yeah. He walked the beat and, you know, he would get set upon by gangs of, of roving thugs and, mm-hmm. and it's just it's nuts right when you think about it these mm-hmm. are people who are supposed to be protecting us and mm-hmm. i'm not yeah like, no i get it like pulling that out but mm-hmm. yeah uh, the treatment of what they would call a subclass mm-hmm. which i think is 
we're, we're supposed to be Americans, and America's America right. is the land of opportunity. It's the land right. of dreams, the American dream. Mm-hmm. And I've never really understood those people who trace their lineage back and were like, I'm so proud of this. And they're the ones who are, I mean, the climate that we're in now, they're kind of the problem. Right. Except, and, and, and the, but the reality is there are a lot of them. Right? There are a lot of them. I shared it with someone earlier this week, a website where I live. There is a website. You should look it up. It's called the Miles Files. Miles Files? The Miles Files. I'm going to have to write that down. When you look it up, look up the Miles Files. The Miles Files, you will see that one of the things the Miles Files says is that it is uh, hundreds of families from the eastern shore of Virginia who can trace their lineage back to Charlemagne, the Roman emperor. Good for them. (laughs) Kudos to you. And the significance of that is that they believe that they descended from Charlemagne, the Roman emperor, and through his his kingdom, whatever, through the, the passage of his administration over, then became how whatever the rule, rule the English rule ruling class came into power in Britain. And it was those descendants that came here and settled in America and essentially those families that are still connected to the eastern shore where I live in those two counties. Northern's probably part of that group. I am going to check out the Miles Files Miles because this Files. sounds it's surreal. too precious for words. <laughs> That's oh my it's real. god! And they are really proud. So I shared it with someone the other day who thought I was kidding that this thing really existed, but it's real. It's a real thing, and it is managed by the public library where I am, <sighs> because it's seen it. It's it's, and I'm glad that it exists because one of the interesting things there is I could I is that um, so when I was here before I talked to you about my great great grandfather on my mother's mother's side that he was a civil war soldier right and the union army because i'm very proud of that so on my mother's father's side i also have to acknowledge that i descend from a very prominent european judge who was the owner of my great-great-grandfather on that side. So my mother's great-grandfather on her father's side was um, a European, a very wealthy European landowner. I, I, I was reading his um, will uh, on the Miles Files a couple of weeks ago, and it said that when he died, he died with like $12,500 in real estate. And that was in 1854. So you can imagine what $12,500 in real estate value then oh, sure. is today. In millions. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, my God. Yeah, right. of course. Not <laughs> right. the hundreds of millions, but right. the millions. millions yeah. Yes, he was a judge. And the family wealth um, that he descended from, his uh, the original ancestor for him, came to this country in 1618, same as Richard Kellum. And they literally can identify all, all of the many thousands of descendants that he has today. But that fam, he received a 300 acre head right when he arrived in this country. And that is how he built his wealth. Um, so, that was just in real estate alone that he was worth. I have no idea what he was worth in actual dollars, right? But I will tell you that the Kellum family mostly descended from one cousin, one descendant by the name of Lucius. If you've ever traveled to Virginia Beach from here and you've gone across the Chesapeake Bay Bridge Tunnel, mm-hmm. that family built that bridge. No kidding. Yeah, in the 60s. It was private, mostly private built, privately built, and then it in later years they they underwrote 
that bridge and then in later years it became a public authority and so but and they i don't know how they are still connected to it and what their interest is in it to this day i'm not sure but i mean they probably still are connected because they underwrote the original bridge they get 25 cents out of every dollar spent there probably something like mostly that. <laughs> a little cagey probably what are you gonna do? yeah but i mean they own they underwrote the thing in the six, they, I mean, the two tunnels, the whatever it cost in 1960s dollars to build that, they bankrolled it. And again, millions of dollars. Right. That's <laughs> and, and that's right. 1960s dollars. Yeah, right. Ugh. Yeah. They built the thing. So I learned that I, my, I descended from, from one of the descendants. He was a judge. And apparently my great, great grandfather was his what is it, illegitimate son by someone that was an enslaved person, woman. And he, um, but he has a birth certificate. This is the part that's really interesting. My great-great-grandfather was born in 1854, 53, 54, something like that. But he has a birth certificate. And that's rare because enslaved people typically didn't have birth certificates, mm -hmm. but he has a birth certificate and it says mulatto and it names this person as his father. No kidding. Hyphen owner. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's. Yeah. So you want to hear something really funny? So I've about last July, I requested a copy of it just so I could see it. I just want to know what it looks like. And, um, I'm still waiting. So I've called a few times to ask, like, what's the holdup? So I get this letter one day, about a month after I sent it, saying, um, we need you to send us a copy of your driver's license and 12 bucks. It's like, okay. So I send the 12 bucks. I got the 12 bucks. I didn't get the driver's license part because after 100 years, it's public record, right? Of course. What's the issue? It's 100 years old. Their records say after 100 years, it's public records. So I requested it. I sent them the 12 bucks, copy of my driver's license, couple more months go by nothing so i call back and i was like where's my 12 bucks where's my 12 bucks or the birth certificate right one or the other what's the deal it's a public record right and they're like yes yeah. so hmm how are you related to him now and why do you care it's a hundred years 150 years and i'm saying since he was born and i'm like well because i'm his great great granddaughter no, I'm his great, great, yeah, I'm his great, great granddaughter. So what's the deal? You know, I was like, is, is it not a public record? Well, yeah, it is, but we still kind of wondering how you're related to them. Okay, fine. Nothing's happening yet. We'll, we'll let you know when something changes. So I called them again about a month ago. So what's going on, you guys? It's been since July of last year. Like, what's the deal? How come this is taking so long? So I finally this time get a guy on the phone, the man, and he was like, well, it's in our genealogy department. And I was like, in your genealogy department? And I'm like, well, what do you do? I mean, is what does your, I didn't even know that the Bureau of Vital Health had a genealogy department. What does that mean? Like Bureau, Bureau of Vital Records, you go look up the microfish, right, wherever it's at, yeah. you pull up the microfish, you print it out, and you go on. Why, why are, what does genealogy have to do with this? So somewhere in the state of Virginia, you can't, I looked up the office, I can't see it on any public record. I said, so you have a genealogy department? And he's like, yeah, it's a person who is in our is in the office, and they basically research the lineage of people. And and I said, for what reason? For who? I mean, like, do you guys is this a service that you guys can pay for that people buy? And they're like, no, it's just an internal office to the state. For what reason? Did they give you a reason or no? Nothing? Nothing. Just because... Because... Because it's cool. Because it's cool. So, yeah. That's nuts. It is nuts, but it's not nuts. You know why? Because when you live in a colonial state and the DARR, the descendants are there, like the original folks are there, 
who go back 400 years and your family has also been there for hundreds of years, they are very protective over that information even in 2019. That's nuts. Insane. Insane. Yeah. So it's been seven months. A friend of mine said, you should contact your local delegate and see if they can't follow up on it. I don't know if I want to make that big a stink out of it. I don't understand what the issue is. right? I you would. Know? I, I'd so. be like, you know what? I, you have no intention of making a claim on that guy's estate. No. No, so no, 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 no. You don't no. want it. You're, you've I, got more has, money than him. This, no. I actually probably have nowhere near as much money as his descendants have. Well, I'm talking about the 12500 Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do 12500 yeah, right. <laughs> I can't do what he's got in no, um, of course not. this day and age, right? But that has nothing to do with why I'm interested. I just want to see the rec- hold a record in my hand of one of my ancestors and do just like I did with my great great grandfather who was a civil war slave. I share it with family members at holidays. It's a, it's a talking piece for our family. It's and, just and it's, one more piece to the story. Exactly. And it's so cool. And you know what? It shows that, you know, no matter how much, especially the daughters of the American revolution, mm-hmm. as much as they, they like to squawk and talk about their, Hey, our, our contribution to this country. Right. It, you, right. I, for some reason, and I have no idea what the hell they're thinking. Mm-hmm. Your ex, or your great great grandfather's existence, especially this thing, delegitimizes them. Right. I don't understand how right. or why. I don't. I, you're right. I think that's part of it. Right. That it that it it kind of delegitimizes or undermines their, you know, their perspective on themselves right it's who they believe they are right and then i also think that they really are afraid of claims against their assets i think that's really probably what it is i think it has more to do with fear of claim but there's there is no way to make a claim against their assets i it's not i don't even i wouldn't how would you even go about i have no idea and i have no interest right that's not my thing now People talk, so one of the things I've been doing for the past couple of weeks is I was asked to um, lead the drafting team for the um, for the United Nations uh, high-level political forum, which is basically all of the member states kind of get together and talk about the status of the world. And you wanted to hear about my trip down in New Orleans? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna stop you right here for one second. We're gonna we're gonna pause just for one second.